0: What's up everyone, Sultan of Strangles here, aka the Kimura King, aka the Ayatollah of Ankle Locks. And today I want to go over a topic that I've been, that's been bothering me for a while. Been thinking about it for a while and um, don't know how I feel about it. Uh, And that is doping in the sport of Jiu Jitsu. Is it even considered cheating anymore? When literally everybody is on it, should you continue in the sport when everybody's on juice? Is it even worth it? Um, for those of you who are getting older and are looking to get on testosterone replacement therapy, talk. I talk a little bit about that and what I've heard from people. Uh, I've talked about why I up to this point haven't decided to do it, to do it. Honestly, part of me regrets it. Um, And we're going to talk about some other cool stuff that I learned just researching online about doping, testosterone replacement therapy, steroids, um, negative consequences, positive consequences. Who knows? Uh, I think this is going to be a nice, exciting episode for you guys. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. But before you do, please... Go follow my page at K-O-O-L-R-A-K, my gym at Immortals Jiu-Jitsu, and also follow the podcast at Rambling with Rack. Now, before you do that, um, right now, the only sponsor I have is Anchor itself. So, if you know of anyone who wants to sponsor the podcast, send them my way. Another thing... When you listen to this podcast and you send me a a DM, how great it was, etc., I appreciate that. But that doesn't do anything for me. What does something for me is when you share it, when you subscribe, you give it five stars on iTunes, and you share it with people. That is what helps us grow here. All right, guys. Hope you have a wonderful day. Enjoy the episode. What up, everybody? Um, So... I was thinking about this a lot and uh, I wanted to do a video, uh, a podcast on doping, not like scientifically, but just the mental, the mental aspect of it and what drives a man to start. So, um, I've been getting old, like, uh, my body, like when I used to, um, when I used to like, let's say I trained legs on a Monday, right? And uh, I would be sore on Tuesday, a little sore on Wednesday, but then time comes for Thursday, I was ready to fucking go. Now at this age, I'm sore for like five days and it is, it is just a nightmare. Like my recovery time is slower. You you just get older, you got to change your training, you know, you can't be going hard every day anymore. You got to maybe do hard three times a week, but... You know i'll be competing and i will get to the finals and every time i get to the fucking finals i go against some juiced up just juiced up to the gills you could tell by the way they look you could tell by how just strong they are and the only thing that pretty much is the cause of me losing is just that strength discrepancy so i've been just doing a lot of research and i see a lot of people so there's bodybuilders okay bodybuilders will usually do insane amounts of testosterone deca tran etc and just get their levels to superhuman levels to where it's just not healthy where they are hurting themselves really 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 bad right but Um, What I noticed in the recent times that I see a lot of people doing is TRT, testosterone replacement therapy. So you pretty much take your testosterone uh, within the normal limits of what humans are supposed to be. So um, for example, let's say a male creates anywhere from 200, I don't know how it's measured, like deciliters per whatever. 200 to 800 right and you have 200 you could get testosterone replacement therapy to get you up to 800 but nothing higher than that because uh at that point you're just going to do irreversible damage to your body so i see a lot of people doing trt and i'm asking myself is it safe is it okay and uh i'm seeing that once you even take trt your brain your brain pretty much tells your nuts, "Hey, man, we're already getting this from an exogenous source, so we're we're just gonna stop." Um, holy shit! This is the craziest accident I've ever seen in my life. Holy shit! Wow. Anyway, back to what I was saying. Um, yeah, and your balls just stop creating sperm. All right. Now. Um, if you want to start having kids again you got to get off the TRT and this is not too common but sometimes after your balls have not been creating sperm for a while they're like hey we forgot how to do this bro you can't just turn us back on and boom you are sterile forever so that's really scary but I have met literally uh, 75 year old men who have been on TRT for 30 years 40 years and they look great, they recover great, um, their energy levels are high and they're they're very happy. Joe Rogan started doing TRT when he was forty and he said, Yeah, you could totally live a normal life, but this brings you to baseline, and uh and he says he has energy, he has focus, etc. So I'm wondering, I was wondering. Do, are my testosterone levels low? Um, so I went and got it checked. And uh, believe it or not, after all bitching about this recovery and how I'm tired all the time, my testosterone levels were just, were actually high on the high end for men my age. But at the end of the day, it's men my age. Your levels will drop as you get older. My levels will never be what they were when i was fucking 21 years old waking up with a freaking hard on every morning you know so the whole point of this podcast is um to to for people who are thinking about it to really 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 do your research um is it is it going to give me permanent damage is it going to ruin my life is it going to make me feel weird do i want do I want to, um, do I want to deal with all the preparation so you don't just have to take TRT. When you take TRT, you got to take HCG. So your balls don't shrink. You got to sometimes take Clomid. You got to make sure to inject yourself at the right times. It's a lot of work. Your blood gets thicker. When your blood gets thicker, you have to, um, you know, do a phlebotomy, bloodletting, donating blood, you could get blood clots, it's, it's a, it's a big thing, man, and I see more and more people doing it, um, so I want to go into the mental aspects of that in this episode, and let me know what y'all think, so, and I just want to talk about, you know, some of the research I've done, um, you know, when, when you are doing, um, testosterone, there's two things you can do, by the way, great channel great channel to get information and knowledge on this is more plates, more dates. The guy's very, very smart and, and has given me more information than any doctor out there. There's blasting and then there's cruising. So cruising is, um, you take something like hundred mil, hundred, 200, 300 milligrams And that puts you at the high end of normal. Normal testosterone levels for a man are 250 to 950. So you take something to take you towards the higher ends of normal, human, human levels. Um, Blasting is you take it above human levels. So above 950. So 1,000, 1,500, 2,000. Just things that your body is not supposed to be at. And... um, I know a lot of guys, you know, they hit 40 years old. They just don't feel the same fatigue. Recovery is bad. And they get on a low dose of TRT, testosterone replacement therapy, and they just feel better. Their recovery is better. Their sleep is better. The sex life is better. But they're at the higher end of normal. Um, and that's what I was thinking of getting on. But a couple things. Testosterone. when there's testosterone in your system, your body has to make more blood. More blood means thicker blood. Thick blood means more risk of heart attack and blood clots. I have had two pulmonary embolisms in my life, which is when the blood clots and then goes into your lungs and can kill you. Many people die from this a year. Doctors have no idea why that happened to me. Um, and that's terrifying. If I were to get on something like this, I'm already, I'm already at risk. I'm already on blood thinners. Now if I did this, I'm at more of a risk. So that's something that's very terrifying. That's kind of one of the reasons I never did it. Um, number two, liver, kidneys, regardless of what, what you're on, it's going to take a bit of a hit. I know I was listening to a YouTube channel this bodybuilder, he got on a low dose of TRT and the doctors say, Hey, have you been drinking lately? And it's like, no, it's like, well, your liver, you know, it's, it's secreting more of whatever, whatever. And it was pretty much the result of the testosterone that he was on. So it's going to take a toll on your liver, low dose, high dose doesn't matter. Um, another thing, when you get on testosterone replacement therapy, your pituitary gland stops releasing its own testosterone and then your testicles stop producing sperm so your sperm count lowers or goes to zero i know guys that have had um children while they were on testosterone but a lot of people the sperm just stops producing and then it's sometimes irreversible which is fucking terrifying um so that's another risk and also, let's say you wanted to have a kid. You would have to get off of the testosterone. And you would have to, you would have to um, you know, be miserable for a couple months so you could have a kid and then go on, back on. So these things are so scary. It's like a lot of people don't do their research. They're just like, oh, I want to get stronger. I'm going to start sticking myself. And then you have these irreversible issues that you can never, that you're fucked for life now. That's why I tell people, do your research before you do anything. Do tons of research. The funniest thing about doping is people are like, whoa, what do you mean? He can't possibly be on juice. Look at him. If you think that you have to look like a bodybuilder to be on juice, then you are a complete fucking idiot. A complete fucking idiot. One of... um. You know the Meow Brothers, literally skin and bones, both of them. One of them got popped for juice. Now, you may ask yourself, well, they're skin and bones. Like, they're skinny. They, they're not that muscular. Why not? It's not about that. It's about taking shit will allow you to, have, to be able to train three times a day hard sessions. And you will be fully recovered by tomorrow. If you are not on supplements like that, the Mexican supplements, if you do three hard sessions in one day, you are not getting out of bed the next day. Like me, I train twice a day, six days a week. Um, I, of those two sessions, I usually try to do one light one, one hard one. If I try to do two hard sessions a day and I do it a lot because I'm an idiot, the next day I am shot. My central nervous is shot. I, I can't. So, it doesn't just make you jacked. It aids your recovery. It makes your focus better. It makes you heal from injuries faster. Um, but at the end of the day, it does take a toll on your internal organs. Let's talk about doping in the sport of Jiu-Jitsu. Let's talk about doping in all sports. So, you know... In the UFC, there's USADA, in the Olympics, there's whatever, Olympic committees, whatever. And if you think that these testing uh, committees are doing anything, you are sadly fucking mistaken. Take a look at the physiques of some of these guys. They look like professional bodybuilders, just physiques that are unattainable without drugs. Um... And it's so easy to pass these tests. They say random testing this random testing that, but at the end of the day, everybody knows a way how to get out of them. And very few people get caught take pretty much. Many people have said this, a drug test is not a drug test. A drug test is an intelligence test of how fucking stupid you are. So if you're on some type of steroid, that's that in and out of your system quick And um, you know you're getting tested soon. That's what you want to do. If you're taking something that's gonna be in your system for a while, and you know you're gonna be randomly tested, you're an idiot. Now, I'm in a sport. You would think you would think that people would wait to get to like the black belt level. You know, my mentality was this: like, let's say I ever get to the, you know, I'm I'm in ADCC or get to the Olympics or. Get go pro, whatever. Once you're there, you know, then you could start thinking about taking something. But I was so wrong. There are people in blue belt divisions, local, the local level, that are on insane amounts of juice. And the mentality is I don't really want to wait till I get to the top, I want to fucking get to the top now. And it brings me to my next point. For, for someone who's natty like me, um, by the way, I don't think juicing is cheating because if you really look at the top level of any sport, everybody is on juice. Everybody is on juice. To me, it's not a cheating thing. To me, I'm asking myself, do I have what it takes to get to the top and am i willing to take 10 to 20 years off my life am i willing to sacrifice that because it's not it's it's not, everyone everyone says steroids could kill you they're not going to kill you right away but the amount of the amount of stress it puts on your liver your kidneys and your body you're putting your body in overdrive and that's going to take 10 20 years off your life You see Kevin Randleman dead at 40, Kimbo Slice dead at 40. How, how the fuck do you think they died in their forties? You think they just dropped dead? It's from years and years and years of just steroid abuse. And then here, here's the next point here. What if you take it responsibly? Um, I remember speaking to this guy he was 75 years old and he said he has been on trt testosterone replacement therapy since he was 40 so 35 years he's been on testosterone and he's fine he's 75 but that's trt that's like 150 200 milligrams um uh, a week Will that make you faster? Will that make you stronger? Yes. Um, is that going to take a significant time uh, off your life? Possibly. There's outliers everywhere. Um, but is that is that enough to make you an elite level athlete? The elite level athletes, they're pumping. Their testosterone levels are in the thousands. They're, they have reached the supernatural level. Um what happens is people start on a low dose, like, oh man, I feel better, my concentration is better, I'm stronger, but then they go do a tournament, they may lose, and they're like, you know what, let's up the dose. And then it's just a downward spiral from there. And I ask myself, is it worth it? Let's say you take juice and you get into the NFL, you are now a multi-millionaire and you are set for life, you are famous. Is it worth taking 10 years off of your life? Hell yeah, it is. Is it worth it? Hell yes. But let's say someone like me, you know, um, I did pretty good in the world championships. Um, There have been matches where I was much more skilled, much tougher than the other guy. And the deciding factor was literally the fact that they were just sauced up to the gills on so much juice that when they got their fucking hands locked around me I literally had to fight with all my power to get it off and after that I'm gassed and they're fucking still going because they're just on so much shit and I asked myself there's two things I could get on juice so I could compete with them or I could just quit because at the end of the day everyone at the highest level most people at the highest level are on something so it's, it's, it's been a topic that I've been, like, really, really debating and really just sad about. It's like, I wish I was an athlete in, like, the 1900s, like, fucking 1910, 1920, when this shit just didn't exist. And we could just fight fair. But nowadays, fighting fair means being on shit. And I don't know if I want to do that. Kind of late in my career. I asked myself if I could go back and get on shit, like when I was 20 years old, if I could get on stuff, would I do it? I don't know. I value my health so much, uh, but I also value having a good life, you know? I don't take losses too well. And when I lose to someone who's on a ton of shit, I wonder, should I get on something, should I not? And, you know, at my age, I could even get it legally. Um, I could just go say, oh, hey, I'm tired, blah, blah, blah. I went to the doctor to get my levels checked, and my levels were at 550, which is fine. And uh, I'm like, all right, so I, it's fine for my age. But when you're going against guys who are in the freaking 1100s, <laughs> it's going to be a tough day. Um, so if you're listening to this, ask yourself. Is it worth taking 10 to 20 years off your life? Is it worth it? Is it worth not seeing your grandkids? Who knows? It's your decision to make. Now, people were using testosterone, Tren, D-ball, Anivar, et cetera, for a while until they realized there's another thing they could use. Um, because what makes your muscles grow bigger, um, stronger, faster other than hormones, the king of them all human growth hormone, HGH, not only will it help grow the muscle cells you have, it will help grow more tissue, meaning your organs will get bigger, your muscles will there will be more muscle cells, your head will get bigger, your bones will get bigger. My buddy, his balls didn't drop and his pu- he was just not going through puberty. He was like four foot one. And the doctors put him on HGH, one injection a day. Before you knew it, the motherfucker was 6'1", one, 195. So it is that simple. Human growth hormone, you inject it and your muscles will grow, your organs will grow, your, bo- your bones will grow. And if you're a kid, if you're young, you will grow at a much faster rate. Now, let's say you tore your ACL, let's say you tore whatever ligament muscle in your body, recovery time is a year, you want to cut that into half or even one fourth, human growth hormone, you inject HGH, and it will speed up your recovery by half, same with testosterone. Is that cheating? Let's say you're an athlete and you're making millions of dollars a year. Can you really afford to be off out of the game for a year, two years? Not really. You know? And all the other athletes are on it. So what are you going to do? Are you Are going to go to PT for a year, rest? Or are you going to get on some shit? Other stuff. BPC157. You inject that, it's going to increase your recovery time dramatically. But... Let's say you have a cancerous tumor in your body that you don't know about. This shit will make your tumor grow as well. So there's a downside to all these things. You just got to ask yourself, is it worth the risk or not? At the end of the day, that's what you got to ask yourself. Um, Is it worth the risk or not? I remember um, I was in a match with this kid njbjjf and um i'm whooping his ass he's gassed out of his fucking mind and then he ends up getting a bloody nose so they stop the match they um fix his nose whatever stop the bleeding and before he got back on the mat i saw he took an inhaler of albuterol it's asthma medication took like five hits of that Came back on the uh, mat and his gas was right back to where it was. He was ready to go. And I looked at the ref. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? That's just allowed here? (laughs) What the fuck? Um, So (laughs) don't think that the only way to enhance your performance is just hormones. TJ Dillashaw got caught with EPO. Um, Lance Armstrong got caught with blood doping. So pretty much you take your, your own blood. You put it in a vial and before your tournament or bike ride or whatever, you inject yourself with that blood and the amount of oxygen your body can transfer because of that extra blood is a lot. But if you don't bloodlet right after uh, your, your match, bike ride, Tour de France, whatever the fuck you're doing, you will be in serious trouble because you don't want all that blood in your body. So there isn't just hormones, there's blood doping, EPO, all this type of shit, asthma medication. Um, and, it, and it leads me to believe like, it makes me wonder, right? Um, let's say you're on some shit, you beat someone who's not on anything after the match. How do you feel about that? Are you like, hey, he didn't want to do what it, ha- what, what it took? Or do you ask yourself? Hmm, I cheated. I didn't actually win. I wonder, I don't know. But in the modern day, that's really not the case, because most people are on something. Um, as far as my next point goes, uh, a lot of people are are talking about legalizing recreational drugs. Like, let's say you're a drug addict, right? Instead of going to your local heroin dealer and getting something that's laced with fentanyl, and you end up dying, you imagine being able to get like heroin at Walgreens. You know it's safe. You know there's it's not laced with anything. Um, is that going to create more drug use, less drug use? Who knows? I know in Portugal they they drugs were legalized and it made it less, but then again, I don't really believe all the statistics I hear. So, like, let's say there's a young guy. Uh, regardless of whether it's legal or not, he's going to get on something, right? He could go just experiment himself, ruin his health, or I was wondering if there's a resource out there, or in the future maybe there could be just a doctor that's like, hey, you're an idiot for wanting to do this, but I'm just going to show you how to do it the right way. I'm going to show you how to do post-psychotherapy the right way. I wonder if that's the answer to cause less deaths and less issues in sports that use performance-enhancing drugs like bodybuilding, like jiu like wrestling, etc. If there was a resource to show people how to use it, responsibly, even though at the end of the day, it's very hard to use it responsibly because you're going to have adverse effects on your body. I wonder if if that is the actual solution. Who knows? All right, there you have it, guys. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope after listening to this episode, you have a much more clear idea of the risks with doping, but also that a lot more people are using this stuff than you think. And to come to your own conclusions, to your own responsible conclusions. I'm not the number one resource on this. Really good channel to get a lot more intuitive knowledge on this is more plates, more dates. That guy is so smart. And he puts it into a medium to where the average bro can digest it. He's very, very transparent and very, very cool. So definitely check out his uh, podcast and his YouTube channel for sure. Alright guys, hope you have a wonderful day, and before you do, make sure to follow me at K-O-O-L-R-A-K, my gym at Immortals Jiu-Jitsu, and the podcast at Rambling with Rack. I have a scarf hold instructional on teachable.com, Sultan of Strangles Scarf Hold series. Make sure to buy it, and make sure to share my stuff. If you like this podcast, make sure to subscribe to it and share it on your Instagram story and your Facebook Love you guys. Thank you for the support and see you next episode.